From Glitch HQ on Riverside Avenue in Justified, successful Minneapolis, this is Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development. I'm Martha McGarry, and I make nice games. I'm Stephen McGregor, and I make nice games. And I'm Martha Croy, I too make nice games. For this week's episode, our topics are developing ideas and game dev success. And so, if everyone's ready, let's start. Guys, what what episode is this? Uh, Ninety-eight. Yeah. Holy camoly! <laughs> Dang, that's that's a so lot many. of episodes. So many. <laughs> that's a whole lot. So the, next week is going to be a code comment, and that'll be our ninety-ninth episode. Yes. And the week after that, it's going to be what? A whole hundred. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, that's that's coming up real soon here. Diggity dog. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah. Uh, we do have something special planned. Yes. Uh, do we want to say what it is, or do we just want to let people deal with it? Uh, it'll be a surprise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll break the format a bit and and, uh, and bring you something special for that episode, so look forward to that. Yes. Also, uh, we were recording a code comment today, but uh, we realized we want more code comments of yeah. other people's games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that'd be really cool. So mm-hmm. if you have any uh, games that you really want to talk about and discuss, uh let us know. It doesn't have to be fancy code because you'll see with Vengeance, it's not fancy code. <laughs> <laughs> it can even be like a game jam project that you just want to, you know, talk more about because you did something interesting in it or, yeah. or even, you know, just your, we'd like to get people in all stages of development mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it doesn't have to be released yet even either. So. Oh yeah. I think, I mean, none of the ones we've done. <laughs> right. Yeah. None of them are released. So. Yeah. So that's what we've been doing for Code Comment. We do about one a month, uh, every four weeks or so. And we have been for the last, I think, four, however many we've done so far, um, have been all projects that we've all been a part of um, as a way to sort of test the format. And we think it's gone really well. Um, and yeah, stay tuned for Fingen's, uh next week. Um, that's going to have a lot of fun, yes, right? Yes. Uh, with My Steven brother and will be on there, the perpetual student. For the first time yes. on the program. Yes. And we'll have more microphones than we know how to, what to do. With. <laughs> <laughs> True that. Um, but one of the cool things about code comment is when you're, and I know a lot of developers will, will, will say, oh yeah, of course. When you're working on something and you come with this cool solution mm-hmm. and then on screen it doesn't look that great because it just solves a problem that's like behind the scenes. Yeah. But you're really proud of yourself and you want to talk about it um, or you want to know if like is this the right way to do it or is this how other people do it or right. is this a novel solution or am I reinventing the wheel? Like what is, you know, I think um, talking about those things on in the code comment format, it's been a lot of fun. Like seeing these things like this is how it's built. And I think um, hopefully there's listeners out there who can get in touch with us who are part of this community uh, who want to bring in their projects and like show how it how how it's built. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know what you're proud of and what you're like not figured out yet, like that too, because it's in development. So um, we really want to get some more people uh, with different projects in the clubhouse. So. Yeah. yeah. It's like picture picture on Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Like we say all nice things about all the stuff he makes. So. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. the other thing too is like the thing about code comment is like it's warts and all. And that's yeah. I think that's really important. Yeah. Like it's important to see that stuff and to uh, to one as a developer be comfortable with that. And then two as a as a as a viewer to see those things and then contextualize that with your own projects. And so it's I think it's a nice service. So yeah. hopefully we can get some more people other than just our projects. Um, yeah, because uh, y'all already know we're not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, I think the best way to get in touch with us is their email address, mm-hmm. which we don't really talk about a lot on the show. We usually ask people to talk to us on Twitter. Um, but if you want to get in touch with us with a little bit more long form, contact at nicegames.club. Uh, let us know your ideas. Yes. 
that's also a place to give us topic ideas, right, Martha? Yeah. So um, we have one of the topics today that we're going to be talking about is um, came from a listener. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really exciting. I think when we started this, we, uh, we thought we would get solicit more topic ideas from you all, listeners. Um, so if you have something that you want us to talk about, um, either if you see us around, talk to us um, like this person did, or... Um, send us an email and say, hey, I want to know more about this topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And really we'll useful. talk about it. Yeah, it'll be really <laughs> useful just because like, uh, uh, I, I find that like it's really helpful to just talk about what other people have brought up to me because like that drowns my own ideas and my own thoughts and processes. And I feel more confident in myself after talking about it. So mm-hmm. like maybe you can join us in the conversation by giving us a topic. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. We've done a couple of listener topics before but a lot of times they've come to us yeah through in-person conversations or through like sort of sideways uh, communication <laughs> um but uh we'll, we'll see if we can make it more uh, a more official like you know maybe we'll mention it more often uh, on the show uh, to get people more motivated to send us uh, topic ideas you know half formed fully formed uh you can send us notes you can send us just two words like <laughs> uh we definitely want to get more of a back and forth process have like a game jam for topics not bad that's, I guess that's just <gasps> nice games club game jam. A nice games club. We game could jam. get a bunch of listeners together and all nice do game a game jam. Yeah, nice. nice oh game my jam. god! <laughs> <laughs> I like that. that didn't <laughs> you didn't come to that conclusion. So that's beautiful. Nice so, games club game jam. That's the only name we can have. <laughs> sometimes you have ninety percent of the idea. Oh my god! Speaking of ideas. Hey, <laughs> speaking of listener-generated ideas, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, my topic today is developing ideas. So Chad came up to me at Convergence, mm-hmm. um, recognized me from my voice, which was pretty cool, um, and he was like, "What if you guys talk about like when you come up with an idea, but then you realize like I want to make an RPG, but there's like so many RPGs already out there. Like I want to make." A visual novel, but like there's so many visual novels. Or I want to make a first-person shooter, and it's like there's so many. So how do you come up? How do you get past that blocker to actually start making an idea when every idea you come up with has already been done? Mm-hmm. And I thought that's a pretty good thing to talk about because yeah. it's a pre- pretty common thing to feel. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. There are so many different games out there already. Uh, like we're like. The, uh, very young media and yeah there's there's just so many things out there already and uh it's it's kind of daunting right yeah to just even think about it going like i'm gonna make this game when maybe i only have a few years of experience or like a month if in a week of experience <laughs> i don't know and i'm gonna make this game and it's gonna maybe be successful but how do i make it successful enough or or even like my, how do i make it worth people's time when they've played all these other games yeah Right, and how do you, uh, you're committing yourself um, to X number of months, years yeah. working on something. How do you know that idea is worth it? Mm-hmm. And not, not just to you personally, which is its own sort of set of, of, of considerations, but also like, is it worth, is it, is it worth existing in this world? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I'm going to have a great time making it and playing it, but like, does it, does the world need it? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think those justifying yourself in that way is, is a, kind of a tough call, I think. Right. Um, I don't know. Got any suggestions? Well, I guess the way I approach this um, when I'm making a game is I know that I am 
different. <laughs> and so <laughs> people have said that about you. They have. <laughs> rudely and not rudely. Uh, <laughs> um, but like because because that because of that, because of my unique skill sets, mm-hmm. um, my game is going to be different from another person's game, even if we try to make the exact same game. Um, so like if I tried to clone Flappy Bird, my Flappy Bird is going to be different from the original Flappy Bird because I don't know, I coded it differently or the physics are slightly different or something. You know, there's a bunch of different yeah. things. Aesthetically, they'll be, it could be different too. The point system can be completely different. Like oh, yeah. there's a whole bunch of different ways you can take a game. Mm-hmm. And so I will like gravitate towards uh, a game uh, the way that I want to make the game and then it will be unique in that way. Mm-hmm. So Stephen's Flappy Bird would be different from Martha's Flappy Bird, which would be different from Mark's Flappy Bird. <laughs> yeah, nice <Yeah>. game jam. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point. Like the where you start is not where you finish, and when you have an idea, that is not the whole thing. Yes, right. There's still a lot of this is still a lot of shaping and forming that happens along the way, and it's not going to be. You're not going to take the same path, right? Um, that's I think that that's that might be the most important part is like yeah. even if you are trying to make exactly the same thing, which you're not right, mm-hmm. but even if you are, you're not going to yeah exactly <laughs> so if you keep that in mind, then maybe that will help you worry about it less um that might not be enough to get you motivated to to move forward but uh but you should know that that's true right right yeah, that reminds me of the quote a quote from my favorite one of my favorite motivational books um called If You Want to Write by Brenda Uland, who is actually a local form. Well, she's dead now, but she was from here, (laughs) Minnesota. Um, And she said pretty much exactly the same thing you did, is that everybody is creative, original, and has something important to say. So if you are writing something that is true, or like she says in the um, introduction to her book, she's like, if you take writing out and put in whatever you want to do, this book will still work. <laughs> so if you're making a game that's from you uh, and what you want to make and and then it will be it's then it will be its own thing mm-hmm. and will be coming from your original voice. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. It'll just happen on its own. Yeah, you can't stop it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No matter how much you try. Yeah. Can't get rid of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how do you, how do you get excited about your own voice then in that moment? Like what? Like it's uh, you know it's going to be different. Yeah. Like you've heard us say it. You've, you've read it elsewhere. <laughs> so probably. It's, so now it's set in stone. Yeah, it's not <laughs> your mind. But but what's what's the next step after that? Like how do you how do you decide? Like this is how do you really believe in the idea? And move forward. Sure. Believe, <laughs> believe. <laughs> like you want to make that RPG. Yeah. And you're inspired by a lot of specific things in RPGs. Then you want to make those same things. Mm-hmm. Um, like how do you get over that uh, like even knowing it's going to be a little different like how do you get over it even yeah. past that yeah that's a good question I've been feeling like super unmotivated about making my point and click because mm-hmm. well mostly because I can't like I feel like I'm not going to live up to the thing that I'm trying to copy because <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm one person and they had a bunch, like a huge team or whatever and I don't know how to do animations very well and then I don't, I'm not very like confident that the story that I'm coming up with is any good so, yeah, I've been having actually kind of a hard yeah. time working on my game lately because of this very thing huh. where it's like, but, uh, <laughs> you know, well, I don't know. I think, um, I mean, the way I would answer this question um, that I myself just posed is, <laughs> is um, more pre-planning, right? So you say, this is the idea I want to have, and then start spinning it out 
on paper or in your note taking app or you know uh, however like start um coming up like start thinking okay if i build it this way well then what about this that's not going to work quite right so how am i going to solve that little problem mm -hmm. like do more of a design document um more than you think you would have to and more than is generally advised like mm -hmm. you, you want to have a, a good impression as you get started a lot of times you want to start making a prototype right away yeah like even with just a rough design but if you want help really motivating yourself with the idea like spend as much time as you need to like fleshing it out and without worrying that that's going to be how it actually is in the end or that you actually follow all those instructions you set yourself mm -hmm. but the more you spin it out so martha in your example you're saying oh, well you don't feel like you have a lot of confidence with animation so there's a couple ways to go with that you can say okay well then i'm going to make a game that does not have a lot of animation right. okay well if that's the case then it's going to feel kind of weird in these places that you'd expect animation so i need to make things areas where you don't expect animation and so then you can start slowly forming the shape of it and then that can help motivate you to you, you know what you're doing. On the other hand, you could go the other way. You could say, okay, well, I'm going to design something where I can bring in somebody else to do some animation, and then I need to design my workflow that allows someone to slot in rather than have me working on it as I go, whatever. And so I think the more, like, the more you identify those problems in uh, workflow and design and then come up with ways around them, or at least potential ways around them, right? Not necessarily that you're definitely going to do it, but just enough to get you going to convince yourself, yes, it's okay to keep going. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's pretty useful. Yeah. Um, because the worst thing you can do is be in the middle of working on it and not totally sure what the next step is or not totally sure like if it's going to work exactly right. And like that uncertainty is important sometimes, but sometimes it can be a real motivation killer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, that was well, well said. I like that. Um, I don't know where I was going to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> but well said. <laughs> I've left him speechless. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess like when I when I when I have a game idea that I want to work on, I, I do similar to that, but I just kind of do it in my head. Yeah. Because a lot of the times I know I'm not gonna be able to make this game, at least in the near future. So I like I'll just tool around with it in my head and yeah. go, Oh, this would be cool to have. And then I could do this thing and then this thing would work and oh it would be perfect. Then I'm like, oh wait, I have I don't have any time to make this game, and then I get a little sad. But <laughs> But like, like <laughs> that's your your account started out really strong and then right. ended real like a total bummer. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I, I think people will relate to that. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but like, I I like that idea that like I can uh, if I'm just on the bus and I don't have anything to do, I can sit there and think about it a while. Yeah, and that'll help me get motivated to like work on it mm -hmm. uh, when I get the time to work on it. Um, and so that I guess that helps me a lot. It's just like having the idea fresh in your head yeah. frequently will like make you think thinking about it and make you want to work on it because like it won't leave you alone <laughs> <laughs> so i guess like just take a hammer and hit your head with it a bunch of times uh, <laughs> you'll work on it <laughs> maybe sure <laughs> that is an option maybe yeah not the best option but <laughs> yeah i think one thing that it can help motivate you to keep working on something is like finding the hook or like the the it's almost like what you would your elevator pitch to to sell it, but yeah. like finding those core things that you're like, I know I want this in my game, and I'm really excited about like this particular part of it. Mm -hmm. and that can help you get over that like feeling bad about the rest of it. I guess is yeah, like, yeah. well, as long as I have this core thing in it, then I'll be satisfied or whatever. Yeah, and that yeah. could be anything. It could be a mechanic. It could be a narrative hook. It could be. Uh, I don't know, like a, a visual aesthetic 
Yeah. Yeah. It could be a moment. It can, like, yeah. It can like a feeling. Like mm-hmm. it's like, I want to deliver this. Yeah. I think a lot about um, when I was doing short films back way uh, long ago, like a lot of times uh, you'd talk to, uh, you'd be on the internet like reading people's critiques of movies and stuff. Yeah. And you'd always feel people saying like, oh, they just did this scene so they could do that like jump stunt or whatever. And then they wrote around it. How yeah. lazy. And yeah. like, no, that's how all ideas work. Yeah. Like you, you come up with the little thing you want and then you build around it to justify it. Mm-hmm. And I think of that a lot when doing game design stuff is you think like, oh, you know, you want to make a platformer, but like, oh, you want to make one that like each level ends in like a crazy boss or something. Mm-hmm. And then you want to design that boss stuff. Well, okay. So then I need to make everything else fit with that. And then, but then the game isn't sold as like a boss rush. It's so like, it's what the, the, the elevator pitch you make to yourself isn't always going to be the same that you make to other people when yeah. the thing is done, yeah. but it still is a similar process. And, and yeah, and use any excuse I think is the key. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what your excuse is. Like, you're like, I want to make an RPG, but like, I want to make one that like uses like regenerative mana instead of like the way that people do use regenerative health. I think yeah. that's a neat, neat idea. Yeah. Like, okay, well then that's the justification. Then everything else can just be whatever as you know, it all fits into that. Even if that's not going to be the core element of the game, like that's the thing you that got you going and just take it, just grab anything and run with it. Yeah. I mean like, you know, literally all of your game ideas, there's going to be one thing that you really enjoy about it or a few things that you really enjoy about yeah. it. And the one you decide to work on uh, normally is the game that has the most impressive feel to you, I guess. Yeah. Right? Like, it's the one that makes the most impression for you. So, yeah, just pick that one and then just run with it. Yeah. Whatever that is and then just stick with that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, of course, the problem can sometimes be, like, if it really get me to that idea of, like, everything under the sun, like, nothing's new under the sun. Mm-hmm. Like, you find that, oh, you you started on a project and you thought you had something interesting and then you find out it's not that unique. Yeah, I think that can also really hurt your motivation, like to continue working on a project, right? Right. Oh yeah. And like, I think that's that's happened to all of us, right? Like, you think you have a great new idea, and it turns out it's not that great or that new. Yeah. Um, you look it up on the internet, and the URL is already taken. Yeah. For somebody already. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I think, and my only advice, I've said this on the show like a bunch of times, uh, is like novelty is overrated. I think that True. like, uh, and like you, like you guys were saying. It is going to be different, yeah. No matter how hard you try to make it the same, so like, it it's okay, I yeah. guess. Well, it's um, like then you think about like, what is your favorite game? Like, when, don't you just want more of that game? Also, like, yeah, I know, I know, like one of my favorite games is Stardew Valley, and like, if someone made a game that was almost you know had a different story but was the same mechanics as Stardew Valley, like, mm-hmm. I would play that. Yeah, like there's so many that it's like. You know, I want another. You want you look for the same game again, like mm-hmm. you look for the same show again to set, have that same feeling. Yeah, yeah. totally. So yeah. being unoriginal actually can help sell your game because people are hungry for the things they've already eaten. That's why basically. sitcoms exist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're all yeah. like very similar to one another, but like they give you those those good feels. Yeah, so. for sure. Well, yeah. I mean, speaking of like television, and yeah. like there's a great Star Trek example here because there's always a great Star Trek example. <laughs> But like, uh, you know, like there's Star Trek episodes that are about a certain topic, like they're a metaphor and allegory for something. Yeah. And there's another Star Trek episode, like, you know, five years later, that's also about that same thing, mm-hmm. but they both have their value, you know, right. and like, the, and they're so incredibly similar. Like if that can, if those can have their own value, then certainly, you know, a game you make that's similar to a game somebody else made is going to have its own value. And I'm thinking of like a great recent example is like Hollow Knight, which oh, is yeah. like, everybody loves that game. Mm-hmm. It isn't that innovative. 
Yeah, it's not. Right? It just does like the it does the one thing it really wanted to do very well. Yeah, and in fact, it it really plays on its familiarity. Mm-hmm. Like the people understand it mechanics, like the the Metroidvania style. Uh, you know, the um, like equipping the charms and all that stuff, and like right. getting new new powers and 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 boss battles and stuff. All that stuff plays on people's familiarity with it. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's all like Twenty XX is another game that that just came out on Switch, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's been out for a while in other platforms, but that's just Mega Man X, mm-hmm. right? Like it's got some uh, unique things, uh, uh, you know. Not to not not to say any of these games are not uh, like interesting or new, right? Right. But they are like examples where if you were making them and you didn't have a lot of support around you, you could easily think to yourself, like this isn't who would care, and it's yeah, you know. And I'm positive that the developers of those games thought that like at some time, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> they were like, oh man, I don't know if people really want to play as a bug, but like uh, in Metroid too. Uh, so yeah, like don't don't be afraid. Yeah, <laughs> I mean we say that working on our own games, but like, so it's difficult. But yeah, you can do it. I have faith in you. <laughs> As we've been putting together Widget Satchel mm-hmm. and building out the levels, and we call it a Metroidvania light. Yeah, in a sense. I mean, it effectively is. Like, the more we build, the more as it becomes a solid thing, the fewer of its, like, unique elements I'm able to see, mm-hmm. in a way. I'm like, this is just starting to become just a regular video game. And it, there's something kind of a bummer about that, but yeah. it, but let's, it, that's just me fooling myself. I feel that, too, though. Yeah? I feel that, too. Like, yeah, like, the, the main thing that originally we started with was that hook that, like, uh, uh, the more widgets you collect, the heavier you get, the slower you move and stuff. Yeah. And that's less... Um, Impactive in the in the game as it was in the in the in the jam. It's yeah, it's now just a part of the experience right. instead of the the, the, whole, the whole thing. Yeah, right. and so like I I've come to terms with that, and like that's cool though. It's it's mm-hmm. okay because like you still have that core mechanic in there. Yeah, and it still affects the game, and it still like makes it interesting. Right. It's not that it's been uh, de-emphasized. It's that the game is just much richer now. Yes. And so we we tend to like it used to be all novelty, mm-hmm. and now it's just a little novel. Yeah. And it's so it feels less special than it did. Yeah. In a weird way, I think that can happen as you work on anything, uh, as it gets bigger or more. Or and that's not even as you work on it, but as you think about it too, then you start putting it the pieces together. Right. It starts to be less interesting than your original idea because original idea was so pure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and like you're game will change over time as you're building it like yes so that's another motivator is like it's the same as something right now but it could change you know like i don't know what i'm trying to say well i mean if you're using like a sort of an agile agile style process you allow yourself to modify your design as you go mm -hmm. and that's absolutely right like it's not going to be like you know you keep at it like if 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 it's a problem like in the moment like oh this is too similar to that i don't like that you can change it. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, you are creative and special and unique and you can you can uh, pivot if you want to. I mean, it has costs, of course, but you can do that. Right. Right, yeah. And then, then the, yeah, then there's the problem of changing it too often. And oh, yeah. Then- <laughs> that is outside the scope of this topic. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For a later day. <laughs> that's, that, that's a sort of Damocles that hangs over you all the time, but we're, we're just going to pretend that's not a problem right now. Right. <laughs> you'll, you'll never change your game too much. <laughs> That's not a thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. I think that like having having uh, like I really like the idea that like when you when you come up with an idea you get really excited about it then you just start start working on it really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really cool too because because um, uh, then you have a bunch of motivation and you get a bunch of stuff done. Then like a week comes in and you're tired and you don't want to work it anymore. But like you had a whole you did a whole lot of stuff with it. So like that you still have that work done and you can come back to it later and think about it more and stuff too. Mm-hmm. So like maybe just um, when you're developing an idea, literally just take an idea and go, I don't know if this will work. Just do it 
and see if it works. Or yeah. not. And that's like the opposite of what I was saying before yeah. about like all, all the planning and like document writing. Yeah. Sometimes just jump in with both feet mm-hmm. and then later you can do the planning w- once you hit the wall, you know? Yeah. We're going to get in trouble with our listeners again because <laughs> people, people are complaining about how we always say, jump in, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs to plan? Planning is for... <laughs> well, I, it's, so, it's so interesting because because uh, on this show, I, I'm a, I, I say it all the time, the, mm-hmm. the just get started, just do it, just do it. Yeah. But... In practice, and you guys know, like I am an excessive like pre-planner and documenter, but that's not something I talk about because it's like it. I feel like they're not they don't they're not contradictory yeah. attitudes yeah. necessarily. I mean, I um, agree with you. I like planning stuff and making sure that things are like ready to go, but also yeah. also like jumping into stuff uh, when appropriate. It's like it's yeah. They're like two parts of the same. Yeah, thing. think of yourself like a scientist. You're test a hypothesis. Mm-hmm. Test it as soon as you can, yeah. So that you can then you take get information from it and then continue refining your pl- your, your your get a new hypothesis yeah. and keep going until you get to the yeah. scientific truth but, of your game. Right, right. And the and the testing comes in different forms. Like the testing could just be thinking about it a whole lot, yes. and making sure that it's like what you want and that, that like it's the way to go about it. And the yeah, other, run it in your head. You don't yeah. have to build it all the time. Yeah. But that's still that's still getting started. It's still, yeah, it's yeah. still testing. And another form of testing it is just literally just starting coding and not knowing what you're doing, but like going at it anyways. But not getting, knowing what you're doing is really important. Yes. <laughs> but just, yeah, yeah. Like I guess, yeah, testing is mm-hmm. what we want you people to do. Yeah. And then, and then if past that, you have your play test scenarios, then you have demo builds and yeah. you have other, you're always doing that. And mm-hmm. so that, that happens from the beginning as well. But, like, um, yeah, you can. I, I, st- I still think it's important to say just start, start, start doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's going to be different depending on what it is you're you're thinking of. You know, right, it right. can be just start coding something, an idea, or it can be just start writing your design document, or just mm-hmm. start just sit in a coffee shop and think. Like, yeah, but just start. Yeah, right. Uh, mulling about it is is not going to move it forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just sitting there going, oh, I just I just don't have the time. I'm not going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's not going to help you. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's five minutes that you could have been designing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but rest is important too. Don't don't like do too much. That's bad. I have not too found bad. that to be the case. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have. There have been moments when I've. Oh no, sorry. I meant I've not found that to be possible. <laughs> ah, well, okay. <laughs> well, he's right though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like naps. naps We've naps, gotten okay. off topic. <laughs> Maybe. You know, it, I don't know. It, we we veer towards like the the overarching topic of this program sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> when we do topics like this, like how do I uh, the sort of softer topics, we tend to get back to this. It's about motivation and about about believing in yourself yeah. and all of that. And like, uh, I mean, that's a that's a habit we have as we as we veer away because they all really link to this bigger idea. It's true. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> People need to hear it over and over again. Mm-hmm. I just want to go around and ask all of us, how we came up with the ideas for our games. And mm-hmm. maybe that'll spark some inspiration. How we justified moving forward with them. Yes. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I guess with Vengeance specifically, uh, I think it was me and Charles really wanted to make a quick mobile game. Uh, <laughs> 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 Why? Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I can't remember what it was. I think we were just like, we were playing some board game with a bunch of friends and stuff. And Lane was there. Uh, we were playing his board game that he was working on. Mm-hmm. We were playtesting it for him. Um, and uh, I guess we just like randomly had this idea, like it'd be really funny if there was this fish that wanted to take revenge against other fish because this fish couldn't breathe underwater. And it would be called Fingence because it's like vengeance, both with fins. 
And that was how we made the game. So the, the pun is the core of it. That was the initial core. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Humble beginnings. Yep. <laughs> so you uh, you told the story in the show before. You mm. you built a mobile build, and yes. then I mean, you abandoned that relatively quickly. Yeah, and within three months. And you you did some testing and like. Well, we 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 what we did is we built it a bunch. Yeah. Um, and like we didn't show anybody or really talk about it much, but then we showed it off at a uh, one of our um, at the at the state fair. We showed it off at the state fair, and it mm-hmm. just didn't really resonate with people. At yeah. least not in the way we wanted it to resonate with people. So like, you just scrapped it. And yeah. Like, and so what at that point? What is it that told you that was still worth pursuing? Uh, we liked the idea of a shoot 'em up and mm-hmm. stuff, but then we like started brainstorming ideas of how we could make or shoot 'em ups make sense and how we could make them um, more. I guess more for our, like more for ourselves, like more that made more sense for us. Yeah, because that was make. my next question is about like there are a lot of shoot 'em ups out there. Yeah. So what was it like? And Fingens has a lot of unique qualities in that genre. Mm-hmm. Is that what you hooked into the things that were different about it, or was it really just that you you liked working together and wanted to keep going? Uh, I mean, it was a combination of the two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that like we wanted to, we did hook into the idea that like a co- uh, cooperative shoot 'em up is unique. Yeah. And adding in like RPG and roguelike elements is different. For this uh and so we were like yeah we should do this stuff but also like we had been working together and it was fun and we had a good time so right we wanted right. to keep that up too yeah hmm. uh so for metro nexus again it's a story i've told in the show before yes. about how it started and it's it's this homage to this old game city connection um and uh what that's what got me started is i wanted to make um i i'd gotten a um Actually, I went to a... I might not have told this part of the story. I went to a, a session at Adobe Max, which oh, is this okay. conference I go to every year uh, that Adobe puts on. I went to this uh, thing called Advanced Game Development Technologies. And this was back when uh, um, uh, 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 Flash okay. engines were still being developed. Um, okay. I'm trying to think. There's like three or four that were pretty big at the time. And this was a new one that was being done. It's called Citrus Engine, which is the one I'm still using. Mm-hmm. And um, just learning the basics of like building a state machine... Um, using an action script backend, and um, I just and I'm like, oh, that's great! I would love to do something with this. And I'm like, oh, there's that game I've always wanted to remake and could make. And so it was kind of just snowballed in a, in a like a, a kind of naturally. Yeah. And then once I had like a prototype of like roughly working how that game worked, because there's not a lot to that original game. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, okay, well, that's fine. And it was it was always, it started out as a more of a hobby thing. I didn't want to make it, but what got me going further with it was the the art style. Uh, oh. Element, which um, uh, for people who haven't heard it on the show before, um, each level in the game is like reskinned. So the uh, the character, the backgrounds, the the platforms, all that is um, not just a different like style, like World One, World Two, but a totally different um, aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the concept is that it's done by different artists as well. So like that kind of collaborative nature of it. Um, and then I spun that out into a story that that it was about, and all those. So the mecha- the basic mechanics of the of the game itself. Like because it was an homage, that didn't motivate me as much. Yeah, it wasn't until I developed the multiplayer mode uh, that I basically was like, well, there was no multiplayer mode in this original game, so I had to design that from scratch. And so that is where the desi- game design elements started motivating me more. Ah. Is, is building those the, those elements, the scoring system, um, the 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 firing mechanics, like the physics of the bullets and stuff like that. How they're not quite the same. They're they're they're, they're almost grenades you lob instead yeah. of bullets you fire, mm-hmm. and that's sort of interesting for a, a, a platformer type game. Um, and so those things motivated me to keep to, to build it, but also feeling like it was still part of the original sort of core idea of it. Um, so 
it's it really did start out as a clone, mm-hmm. right? Like like a, like you know like our question asker is proposing, like, but it was other things that got me going further, and, yeah. and it's those natural dimensions, yeah. Um, and I it's kind of interesting because I'm trying to think of like, well, what if I didn't have some of those things? What would have kept me going? Mm. And because you know, we, what we don't want to say in this topic is that maybe you shouldn't keep going, but I'm trying to imagine a scenario in which you shouldn't, and I can't kind of think of one because there's always going to be something you have a hook right and 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 it, and if you don't have enough of it then you can have other ideas yeah <laughs> it's like you well, know it like maybe when to abandon an idea is something we can talk about in another future topic yeah um but like there's always there's always something there's always something yeah. that, that can that can push you forward yeah what i like about your story is that like you had an idea to make a city connection clone but like yeah. you didn't know exactly how to start it and then you were like i went to adobe max and then they talked about this engine and i really liked it and i was like oh i should use this to make my clone and that motivated you then like another idea you had motivated you and then it just kept it kept snowballing like yeah it's it's not always the same idea it, yeah. cha- it changes when you hit a certain wall then you need a different reason to keep going mm-hmm. you know and that that changed a couple of times along the way and that's yeah. probably healthy yeah yeah um the idea for my point and click i don't want to say it came to me in a dream but i woke up <laughs> with like most of the idea that I, like most of the stuff that I have now already. Yeah. And I had, to, like, I called my mom and I was like, I had just woke up with this idea for this game. And I was like, poking Dylan, being like, Dylan, I just came up with an idea for a game. I think it's really good. And Dylan's like, stop, I'm sleeping. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. And I've like, had, I had just like ideas for, like, I can picture in my head what I want each room of the castle to be and mm-hmm. like, sort of like, what some of the puzzles I wanted to be and those all like somehow came fully formed but now I'm trying to connect them together which is the problem <laughs> right right you, you have the sort of foggy uh through the glass kind of view of the whole thing yeah mm. exactly and like because they're all it's like pieces it's like pieces mm-hmm. of it and they're not all like there's nothing putting all of them together yet yeah. and so that's the that's the blocker that I've found, yeah. come up like come up against now in this process is like what's something like I have very clear ideas of all these pieces but I don't know how they look how they all the connecting little connecting pieces it's like how I learned flute tunes actually is that I get big chunks of the melody and then I have no idea how they all get like I lose all the little connecting parts oh sure and that's where I have to like ask like even if I listen to it again I have to be like Teacher, what is this? What are these like little connecting notes? I don't know what those are. So, yeah. you're gonna have, you're gonna face something probably interesting when you start putting those together. Is that there's gonna be some incompatibilities? Yeah, and decisions you make earlier in the process, like not even earlier in the sort of like big idea, small idea of the game, but just whatever you work on first, you're gonna start solidifying some core concepts, and then those fuzzy ideas. Once you get to them, they're not gonna fit as well, and you're gonna have to adapt them, and that's gonna be that that is hard. Like to have like, you have these two or three, like just as an example, like two or three kind of like ideas you want to do. You work on one of them first and the other two have to change, right? Yeah. The, the, the first one doesn't because you worked on it first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that can be kind of tricky. And the fear of that, even if it's not how you, even if you don't understand exactly that's the process, the fear of, of like, of making it complete or, or really solidifying it, that can hold you back too, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah, because then it then it's suddenly becomes a thing instead yeah. of, oh, I can change anything. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I can th- dream up anything. 
that's when working on a team is useful because in Widget Satchel, like we had a lot of like design discussions mm-hmm. where like this or that, this or that, yeah, and we would like argue the merits of this or that. Mm-hmm. As it will, we'd have to spin it out. If it's this, then this other thing is then that, mm-hmm. and then we we had to like th- we threw away so much so many good ideas that would be probably harder to do if we were just working on it on our own, like oh. any one of us. Yeah. Um, we just sort of you had to be you had to be accountable to each other and to the work we were asking each other to do. Mm-hmm. When you're working on your own, it's really hard to maintain that discipline. Yeah. To like to throw something out that you wanted to do, just because you didn't get to that part first, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're really positive on the show, but it's like important to be realistic. Yeah. Right. Definitely. And so I think it's like you know the reason that these things feel hard is because they are hard. Mm-hmm. Right. It's true. Making games is not easy. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Also taking the segue, maybe. Uh-huh. Uh, nope, never mind. That doesn't really work. Game dev success doesn't really transition well with that, does it? Well, part of coming up with an idea uh-huh. is knowing how you want it to end up in the end. Yes. Um, and what you feel will make your game a success. Right. Yes. So that thing, but pretend I said it. <laughs> Perfect transition, Stephen. Well done. Good job. <laughs> a plus work, guys. A plus work. Crash and burn. Uh, <laughs> so I was talking with people uh, who work on Cloudbreaker, including Martha, and uh, we had different ideas on like what the success for the game means, right? Yeah. Um, like I was like, I just want this game out. <laughs> that meeting was so funny because we're out like, because yeah. Ava would be like, "So, what do you think about this goal?" And Stephen would be like, "Well, does that goal in- include the game being out?" <laughs> then sure. Yeah. <laughs> that was basically me. Yeah. Um, but like uh, other other people in the the meeting were like, they were not just satisfied with just having a game release. Yeah. They wanted people to see it. They wanted people to play it. They maybe wanted to make a little bit of money off of it. Mm-hmm. Um. Um, and I was like, yeah, okay, that makes sense, but I just want the game out. So <laughs> right, right. <laughs> whatever makes that happen more quickly. Um, but like, I, I was just thinking about that a lot. And I just wanted to talk about that. Like what, what would, de- what, what defines success for you and your game? Mm-hmm. Um, I know there are like, there are different types of success. There's financial success. You're able to com- keep making games or you make yeah. a lot of money off of it and you can buy a helicopter or something. <laughs> that's our dream, right? But, <laughs> but like that's, that's an example. Uh, critical came, maybe people like just keep telling you that their game, your game is really great. They get a, a, a nine out of 10 on Metacritic or something. That, those are important. Uh, personal goals may be like, uh, you really wanted to make a game that would just use the color blue and that's it. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> That'd be interesting, right? <laughs> like that can be a personal success for you. Um, are there other examples of uh, types of success that you could use uh, for your for your games or your game dev life? <laughs> Those are the ones I came up with <laughs> offhand. Um, like if your game is supposed to say a certain message or like get across a certain idea yeah. that people get the idea that you're trying to say right yeah those are like like the personal goals that i, I oh, brought up. but i mean like, sorry. No, that, no, I, <laughs> that's more that's more specific about that like that that's important uh like having having like if you want to say something in your game that could be that could be like a large part of the success of the game is like people are getting that idea from it um there was uh i feel like there was a bunch in the in the indie dev the movie um indie game the movie uh jonathan blow mm-hmm. he was talking about braid and how like people were playing the game but they weren't like understanding the message that he wanted from it. And that really disappointed him. Um, and like, 
that spoke to me in a way because like I was like, yeah, if you're trying to make this game and people just aren't getting it in the way that you wanted them to get it, then like it's disappointing because like maybe they're approaching it a different way. Yeah. That you wanted. And like games are games. So like people are going to play the game however the heck they want to play it. And that's fine. And I'm not expecting people to do anything different with that. But like you still want them to maybe get something from it that they're not getting. Even if it's just like two people going, oh, this is what you meant. Right, your success, like maybe you you do get a bestseller, and then yeah. you, but then you forget that that's not really what you wanted out of it. Right, you wanted yeah. to actually say a thing, and you wanted people to hear it. Yeah, exactly. And maybe that didn't happen. Yeah, and yeah. and so in some ways it's disappointing. Mm-hmm. And like if if you define your success in a way that like that's what you want is you want somebody to feel something from this, and they're not feeling the thing, then it doesn't feel like a success in that way, and yeah. that's not great. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess like for me. For me personally, I am I'm more in line with like personal types of success. Mm-hmm. So like I really just want to make sure that like I'm trying to say something with my game or like I learned something from the process or something. Like my my main goals is I just want to be a better game developer or I want to have more games out so I can say that I have more games out. Um I'm not really much concerned about like how much money that the games make or how many people give it 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um that's like that's what's most important to me is that like the the game is good to me. Yeah. I guess. And that's there's that's those are modest goals. Yeah. Right? And that's I think that's important and healthy. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking about that a lot lately because like right now I'm I'm working at Widget Satchel and yeah. I'm I'm you know I'm I'm not making a lot of money right now right. because I'm working more on these personal projects mm-hmm. and um and I'm thinking to myself like well why am I doing that? Like is it like I just, I do I want to get them out. Yeah. I want the, a lot of times, especially with Metro Nexus, because it started as this little hobby thing. Even as it's gotten bigger, and even if I've done promotion for it, and I've taken it to events, and I've gotten mm-hmm. some attention for mm-hmm. it, like all those, I still have just maintained like it's just gonna get out there, and then whatever. Yeah. Like uh, you know, it, it lets you off the hook when you're like, I don't care if it sells a copy, like because then you then you can feel emotionally comfortable with not selling copies. That's true, <laughs> right? So, um, but now I'm like, well, what is the point even? Like it, I need to. Because uh, you want it, you want to work on the next game and the next game, right. and then what about your fifth game? What do you probably want to sell some of that fifth game. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it's difficult. Like where do you like? F- and each project is different. So yeah. you're working on a, lo- a lot of us. Are, we're all working on more than one project, and they have different goals. Yeah. Right. Um, so I don't know. I don't have a real. I don't really have an answer exactly. But like, I definitely, I definitely think. Of, I've been thinking about that a lot more lately. Um, especially as I sink time and money into something that like I've told myself I don't expect a return on. Yeah. And then I'm like, why don't I, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that like, for me, I do think that like, I kind of say that like these, these games aren't going to make a lot of money as like a safeguard. So yeah. that, like when they don't make a lot of money, I don't feel bad. Cause I'm like, I knew that already. <laughs> but like, yeah. uh, in the back of my head, like way back in my head, I'm like, Oh man, Finchance is going to make a billion dollars. <laughs> I'm going to be so rich. People are going to love me. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but like realistically, I know that's just, it's, it's not going to happen. It's not going to make a billion dollars. Right. It'll make some money. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that like I am sort of protecting myself emotionally by telling myself that like, I just want to make sure that the game is good. Yeah. Uh, but also I think that like is the most, that is what's more important to me, frankly. Yeah. Uh, like even if I make money, I will consider that to be more of a success than it not making money. But yeah, if the game is not good but makes a ton of money, I don't even know if I would be satisfied with that. That's a hard question to ask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, well, there's a, something specific about Widget Satchel yeah. is that um, we're uh, trying to develop it for consoles as well as PC. Yes. And um, that was a push that I was was uh, uh, promoting on, on the team because I personally want to learn about the console submission certification release process. Mm-hmm. And um, and we're, we're making steps on there, and we can talk about that maybe a, a more in a future episode. Yeah. Um, but um, as I've gone through a lot of this, I've started. I, I started to think like, well, if we're doing that, we might as well. Tr- you know, I mean, like it, it becomes a like where you know where do your where do your ambitions end? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely a case where I'm thinking, and it's 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 definitely gone into as we're continuing to design things. I keep thinking like, well, we're going to sell it for a certain amount of money, and so you have to get that like, well, is it going to be enough content? And like, I've been pushing us to make the levels a little longer, mm-hmm. and um, you know, that's that's time we don't necessarily have, mm-hmm. but like, I think it's important. But then I'm like, well, if the goal is just to get it out and learn something through about these processes, then is that that important? And it's I don't know. I guess when you when you put time into anything, you want to make it worth it on every in every dimension. Yeah. Right. And it's kind of difficult. Yeah. Because um, unlike design questions, where you want to like sort of set things in stone and make sure that you don't drift too much, mm-hmm. these kinds of motivations, like uh, like setting those in stone, aren't isn't necessarily the same kind of like a positive thing. Yeah, and right? like you probably shouldn't set your goals in stone anyways, because you'll reach them eventually. You need. <laughs> <laughs> you want to keep going. Right. Yeah. 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 So. But what, yeah, what we yeah. you know we we want to make, we're not we're not making widgets actually cheap. We're making no. it like we're pricing it what it's worth, mm-hmm. um, and, and we're trying to make do a smart strategy there. Uh, I don't know, Stephen. For you, do you expect to make any money on widgets actually? No, I guess I didn't go into it expecting yeah. any money out of. Is it. Is that just your default position? It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's not with it's not with uh, Treasure Stack. Because uh, I'm getting paid to right. work on that game, and that's like a well, then you don't motivation. care if it sells a copy. <laughs> But you I, draw a salary. <laughs> I mean, okay, I yeah. do. But like that, that actually, yeah, this this kind of challenges my ideas on it. Because with Treasure Stack specifically, I do want that to be successful, and I want it to make a lot of money. Because yeah. I want like I want the people I work with to also benefit right. from this a lot. Not that I don't want you to benefit from it. <laughs> yeah, all. I'm sitting over here, like, like hmm. <laughs> you know what? There's a difference there because yeah. that you're in a professional environment. Yes. You go you go to an office. You work for a company, right? Like that, that you, and you're all working together on a product. Yeah. And even though it's a it's a game that you believe in as much as you any other personal project, yeah. Treasure Tech particularly is like a great indie game. It doesn't feel very like doesn't feel very like corporate motivated. Like yeah, it feels yeah. like a real nice little indie game. It's made by this company that you're drawing a salary to work on. Right. Um. And so that might just change your attitude a little bit about like it's the environment is different. Yeah. Well, right? I mean, also it's a professional environment. Yeah. And this like specifically like the the way this the way how well this game does specifically reflects how good i'm doing mm-hmm. in the company i suppose yeah, so like professionally it makes me look better if this game is more successful mm-hmm. so like that's part of the motivation for me wanting it to be more successful right right whereas like i said so, like with vengeance if that game is successful i will look better too but like that's not why i made the game and that's not why yeah. i'm working on the game so like that's why that's not the motivation for me you hit on something really interesting there which is your motivations are tied to what you get back from it yeah Right, so when you, so that's why when you're an Indian, you're like, well, I don't care if it makes a lot of money. It's because you're already like wasting your time and money on it. So you're <laughs> yeah. so far in the hole mm. that realistically hoping to make that money back or to make a profit is like kind of pie in the sky. Yeah, um, yeah. which isn't to say that you shouldn't hope for that or shouldn't even plan or expect for that. Because I think uh, we all on personal projects we all budget too much time and we put in a little bit too much money, mm. um, and that's just a that's a pit we fall into all the time. But my point is, is that what you expect to get back from it is because you put into it like blood sweat and tears 
and that personal feeling. And so you think more about getting back the personal validation mm -hmm. less than, um, it, you know, what you're saying is you're putting in professional motivations right. and you, you expect it to do well because that will provide you with professional satisfaction. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that, that's a good way of putting it. That is accurate. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> a goodness. Like, I, I'm really glad I brought this topic up because it's kind of hard to talk about because it's just like, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of different things happening. Yeah. When you're like working on your game and you want it to be successful. Mm -hmm. And the, what motivates you really, you know, what, what you think of as your success yeah. metric um, changes what you do to reach it. Yeah. yeah. And so that's one of the reasons why we all say, oh, we're not going to make any money because like we're not marketers, we're game designers. Mm -hmm. And like some of us are, can be good at it, you know, in certain elements, but that's not why we started doing it. So it let, again, it lets us off the hook right. and, and it means that we don't have to work as hard on that part right. because, you know, um, like we talked about it on like for the, for the, for the show, for example, like we have to promote this show to get mm -hmm. listeners, yes. but at the same time, like we have other projects we're working on. Yeah. <laughs> so we keep those motivations in check so that we don't worry about spending too much time on that. Right. We could spend more time on it mm -hmm. and we could get some results from it because we're all pretty, we're pretty good at it. We've done pretty well with, with the efforts we've spent, right. but we're, but we've calibrated that. Mm -hmm. And that might be the case for these other things is like to think about all those dimensions and then actually like, and make a self-assessment and really decide. And then like, audit yourself like what am i going to do to reach that level of success even if it's a modest level on in that dimension that's mm -hmm. uh, i mean i say that and i think it's really hard to do oh yeah no, it's know? really difficult my dad is always saying you gotta you gotta make sure your priorities are in order uh -huh. um and i am terrible at this because like i just do too many things and go oh i can just do them all uh but like yeah like if there's you always have to like reprioritize and make make sure what makes sense for you at this moment makes sense for you right now because mm -hmm. uh, maybe you have more time and you can spend it or maybe you have a lot of energy and you can spend it and maybe or maybe you have a lot of energy but not a lot of time and so you just throw yourself at stuff or maybe you have a lot of time and not a lot of energy so you just want to you need to relax or something yeah like yeah just yeah that's part of it too uh that i guess that's part of like the how how successful you feel because like sometimes i want to make sure i'm successful so i will like make sure i keep working on all of these different things and making sure I'm getting what I want from them back. Mm -hmm. But by doing that, I'm also not like there are like parts. I'm not, I'm not just, uh, what am I trying to say? I'm not reaching, meeting the needs that I need for myself outside of just making games too. Sure. So like, I need to make sure that I'm also successful in like mind, body and spirit, I guess. Like I, I gotta make sure that like I eat healthy and uh, or work out or walk sometimes or you right. know, talk to people or, <laughs> you know, just, you know, general things to make sure that like you're, you're still also uh, healthy. Right. Um, like what you what are you going to do to achieve that success and at what cost? Right. Right. Yeah. That's another thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Yeah. How, how, how much do you want the success? Yeah. I think the hard thing is knowing how much effort will take to reach it. Right, mm, which yeah. is why you, sometimes you spend too much on some element and not enough on others. Right, or like you know, like more, you put in more effort than you need to reach the goals you want because yeah. you don't know what how much it takes. Yeah, right. True. Um, or on the other hand, you don't put in enough because you don't think it will take that much. Right, right. Yeah, Jesus got this got big. I feel like I have a very skewed sense of what success means. Like me and my brother talk about this a lot because we're like, how are we going to succeed in life if we? don't have a board game in Barnes and Noble because mm -hmm. that's what my dad has. Oh. <laughs> and so it's very like, 
it's like, how do we live up to that? Sure. <laughs> uh, you had an example growing up. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, here's this game that started in someone's basement and now literally, you know, like D and D is now ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. It's mm-hmm. like almost like Scotch tape. Yeah. Uh, and my dad's game is not his anymore. It's owned by Witches of the Coast and is in Barnes and Noble. And it's like, <laughs> I know that these dudes are all just nerds. You know, like it wasn't. You know, they're not. People get all yeah, like they, they weren't. They're not better than you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Like, you know, so then it's like, well, anything could become that big. So why isn't, you know, why won't my stuff become that big too? You know, mm-hmm, I yeah. don't know. It's weird. Well, like, is there a conflict between like you want to like maybe uh, aspire to like have your game at Barnes and Nobles, but also you're like anybody could do it. So like, why does it matter whether or not my game is at Barnes and Nobles? Is that kind of? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have something similar where I, you know, I've worked in advertising and I've done uh, video work in the commercial space, and um, some of my work has been seen by millions of people. Mm-hmm. And after doing that for a while, I really stopped caring. I just didn't care anymore. Yeah. And it's it made it really easy for me to walk away from like, oh, but you can do this really cool thing for this big brand, and I'm like, I don't care. I don't mm-hmm. care. And it's funny because I used to care. And it wasn't wrong for me to care. Right. Right? It's not wrong for you to care about that. It's just now I don't. Yeah. And it's it's not I haven't it's not that I learned something. It's just I've just I just changed what my yeah. what my definition of that level of success is. And it's just not as important to you anymore. Yeah. Right. Do you want a game, you know, in stores? And uh, you know, maybe you do, but maybe because you, you saw that it, it, it could, a lot of people can ha- it can happen almost randomly to a lot of different people who are of varying levels of success. Does that metric matter to you? Like, I don't know. Like the game in stores is as a metaphor to mm-hmm. be like it's nationally known. Sure. <laughs> oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Because <laughs> like nobody's games in stores anymore. <laughs> That's but, <laughs> fair point. Yeah. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, it's really exciting that we're, our game is going to be on Steam. Like that's yeah. a pretty big deal. Yeah. Uh, even though it's becoming less of a big deal, but like, yeah. I mean, not everybody, big deal. not everybody can say that their game is on Steam. Yeah. I like saying that to people. Not everybody can say that you did this thing. It's mm-hmm. like, not everybody can say that. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. Like the things that you did are different from other people. And like, that's something you can tell them and they'd be like, wow, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, those things really get you going, especially like if you if you are making games and you haven't released one yet. Yeah. Um, like I, I know I've saved a lot of screenshots of like emails that say your your title has been approved for release on X or whatever. Yeah. I, I have a couple of those now. Yeah. And I'm like, and then you just sort of like, okay, that's a it's a milestone, it's a moment, and then you you think about it objectively, and you're like, it's not that big of a deal, but then you think about it in the terms of your experience, right. and then you're like, okay, this does have value, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You have to define that value. Mm-hmm. And, it, and that def- definition will change over time. But like, well, it's one of the things you hear a lot of people say, don't compare yourself to others. Yeah. Right. And this is a case of that where you, mm-hmm. you want to like compare it to your own, your own story, your own journey, you know, that, that right. sort of cliche. Yeah. Um, that's definitely true here. The question is, is like, it is always going to change because if, as you, as you move through life, as you uh, achieve milestones, you are going to have to recalibrate your expectations yes. all of the time. Yes. And when you work on a project, you're like, I don't care if it makes any money. And then you get closer to release and you start seeing like, Oh, we have some really good key art. It's like, 
maybe we should try to make some money. Mm-hmm. Like that is that is not that is not you sort of like veering away. It's not like a design. It's not like a, it's not scope creep exactly. Yeah. It's because your your motivations have changed, and maybe they should. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's it's hard to know exactly <laughs> what the right direction is or what the right where to settle on that at any one moment. Right, right, right. Um, so, listeners, if you have any advice for us because <laughs> we're all struggling with it yeah we don't know we don't know what we're doing <laughs> in a lot of ways yeah help us please yeah send us a tweet at nice games club send us an email contact at nice games club yes yes uh yes oh i i did want to bring up one thing before before we go mm-hmm. uh i wanted to know like how, how to have or how to work on a team when you have competing ideas for success oh, so oh like, yeah for example, this goes back to your example yeah at the top, so yeah. like with clawbreaker i'm like just release the game i don't care how well it does <laughs> uh but everyone else is like well we should probably make some money off of this or you know get some people to see the game at least i'm like whatever yeah uh so like how do you deal with that i guess um in my case i'm just like it makes I, I probably shouldn't be forcing everybody else to just shove the game out just because yeah, I, I was going to say, is this out. really just a how do people work with you when you have such <laughs> modest expectations? Yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> uh, well, specifically in the Cloudbreaker case, I'm I'm comfortable um, working on the game more as long as like we're, 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 we specifically say like we're going to release it on this day in that August sixteenth. Like, yes. Uh, soon. <laughs> yes, very soon. Um, and so uh, like that really helps because it makes it feel like it's a solid. Thing that will happen yeah um and that makes me feel better more comfortable whereas like us putting more efforts into making the games make the like makes the rest of the team feel more comfortable because like we're uh spending time trying to get people to get the game and see the game mm-hmm. and play the game um and so that is um that helps them feel more successful in their games too in the game too yeah um so i think like trying to find not compromises so much but synerg- synergies Synergy, <laughs> synergies with uh, your team is, is is good is helpful. Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. And having that release date is important for a team project because then it becomes a come what may situation. Yes, it's like a maybe someone has more uh, uh, goals than others, mm-hmm. different types of goals. But if you've come to agree on that, and hopefully when you agree on things like when do we stop work or how far do we work on this particular thing, yeah, like it 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 takes into account everybody's motivations right, yeah, and goals, yeah. and maybe it's a, maybe it is a compromise. But once that's set, um, and, and that's a case where like it's probably more important to be more um, uh, nail down more things when you're on a team, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think it's uh, it becomes especially if it's a team that does not uh, there's no one who is serving to pay the others. It's not it's a it's like a sort of a it's a volunteer group that are all working on a project together. Yeah. Um, it becomes kind of what's called a duocracy, mm. where if you want this if you want the project to be more successful in this dimension, you have to do it. Yeah. You you can't always get all your team to come on board. You can't tell your team. You can't convince, if you could convince them, then that's one thing. Yeah. But if you can't, then you can't expect them to contribute to that. Right. And then, um, you know, duocracies can be messy, but sometimes they're good ways to, yeah. to run a, a project. At least there's always a little bit of that dimension that's, that's helpful. Certainly with all the, the console stuff, that's definitely my motivation. Yeah. And so I've never expected anyone else on our team for Widget Satchel to care about that or to put any effort towards it. Mm. And, I, and, I, and, um, and I've, I've tried not to make that put undue pressures on the game otherwise i think it has probably but i've i've tried to make it so that like if you guys 
it, like so it didn't make it harder on you guys yeah, because you don't you don't care as much about that element as your I conscience of it and that's yeah. important too. Mm-hmm. right 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 yeah you, you definitely don't want to like pressure your team into doing things they don't want to do because you really want this thing to happen yeah uh, so. that also leads to then them doing like oh well if this is the motivation of the project and that's not my motivation then why am i working on this project right, at yeah, all exactly um i think that can definitely happen where you have somebody who's really excited about a project gets everyone together they all seem to agree on it and yeah. then there isn't a total clear understanding of what the intent is, and then you have someone who ends up just being the, the they send a, they drag everyone along, and then there's there's uh, rivalries and 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 uh, and disagreements and yeah. and, and unsaid uh, um, you know arguments right. stuff like that. Yeah, uh, that can that's really easy to happen. I think mm-hmm. uh, probably happens a lot, certainly for indie teams who are not paying each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. Communication it's, is key. Mm-hmm. Right. There you go. That's the that's the message you're gonna leave you off on. <laughs> yeah, that's why we have clubhouse meetings. Every, it's true. Every, every it's month. true. We we also communicate one to another mm. and argue and discuss and yeah. argue more, <laughs> discuss some more too. Yeah, I mean, I speaking for myself, I think we the three of us do pretty good about what our definition of success for the podcast is. Yeah, and when we hit those marks and when we feel like that we don't, um, and I think it's because we talk about it, right? Yeah, yeah, we do. We bring it up frequently. We literally did today. Yeah. <laughs> And not just in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, it's important. Just make sure everybody's uh, on track and everybody's uh, together. I mean, that, I think that's a lot of the issue we had with Clawbreaker initially is like, I think we had ideas for success, but we didn't necessarily like explain them a lot. And I'm glad that like we came together and talked about it because I was just like, let's just get it out. And, <laughs> <laughs> and other people were like, I don't want to just get it out. And I didn't really understand that until we discussed it. Mm-hmm. Um Martha, I haven't heard enough about your definition of success for Clawbreaker. Yes. Um, I think, it, I mean, I have aspirations, but I know that I don't have enough. I won't do the work to make them happen. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I've, you know, dialed back my expectations for it. Yeah. But I've also like at one, I, I dip back and forth either way, because at first, like when we were first, right before that meeting, I, where we talked about our, like, definition of success yeah like i was feeling very much in 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 steven's camp especially we were like we were gonna donate all the money to someplace because i was like we're gonna make like a hundred dollars and that split seven ways is like no money and we might as well just donate it to a someplace because then at least it's going to something good instead of like buying us coffee yeah uh because that's literally it's all it's gonna be Mm -hmm. and like very down about it um, but at the meeting, like I felt more motivated, like, oh, like if we're selling it for this, mu- like this price point, then like selling the amount of copies that we think we'll even get all our own community to buy would actually be, a, you know, not an insignificant amount of money yeah. for each of us. Mm-hmm. So, and then that, that made me feel more and more motivated to be like, oh, we could like, I could do some more, you know, like just stuff that more motivation to do more work on it. Mm hmm. Um, make sure the trailer, you know, like all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to have it. People play it. Yeah. Have it be sold to people. <laughs> well, I know that. I mean, because you love show, you love demoing it. Yeah. Because you're good at that, and like it, it's a fun time had by all. <laughs> like I totally, I kind of understand that you want that to happen in living rooms all over the country, right? Exactly. <laughs> like that kind of experience. <laughs> Um, if only you could be there to do your crab dance for everybody. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. To have a hologram of maybe like VR being like. <laughs> we'll just port Clawbreaker to VR. Oh my and God. Literally and it'll just, be just a TV. Just a and TV then me and next to it going. 
blocking the TV. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. What you should actually do is in a in an update, you should do a like tutorial mode that is just Martha's Guide to Clawbreaker. Where it's yeah. just you like walking through explaining how the game works. Green screen. Yeah, basically. <laughs> just a little video tutorial. That'd be fun. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I say that this podcast was a success. Ah! <laughs> oh, well, that's sweet of you to say, Martha. That's our show. Uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to Nice Games Club in your favorite podcast app. Be sure to give it a good review if you liked it or a nice like us. We need to know you're out there, so leave a review and tell all your friends, too. We want to hear directly from you as well, so follow us on Twitter and all the other things at Nice Games Club. You can email us at contact at nicegames.club as well. Send us your uh, topic ideas. We really want to hear about that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, lastly, you can find out more about the show and your nice host, as well as get all the links and show notes from this and other episodes at nicegames.club. So... Until we start again, remember to play nice and make nice. That feels like a really good transition. Ah, oh, oh, well, uh, it's not too late. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how to do the transitions. I'm not experienced. Okay. Martha, uh, game. <laughs> you want to save success. us? No, nope, I didn't do it right. Uh, okay. Give me a second. I got this. Uh-huh. So yes, I don't even remember what I was talking about now. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.